Okay, let me see how many I can name. Xbox, PlayStation, there used to be GameCube, Nintendo, the Wii, uh, so many video game consoles, not to mention online video games. All of these things exist, but the question is, do they make us vulnerable to addiction? That's what the World Health Organization thinks, but I'm not so sure, and that's what we're going to talk about today. Gene, you ready? Done. Put down your device. We're talking about addictions to those devices. The very device I was just typing on. Okay, oh. go. Welcome back to Shrinking It Down, Mental Health Made Simple. I'm Gene Baresi. And I'm Steve Schlossman. Well, what's going on, Steve? Well, <laughs> rather than just starting off that way, why don't we be clear that what we're trying to do before we get rolling is actually just let folks get to know us. So when you're asking me what's going on, what you really mean outside of any mental health topic we're going to talk about is like, how's life been? And the answer to that is, it's a busy time. Um, I don't know about your practice, but oh, are, we roll, are we rolling now? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, at least that's my understanding. Um, but the whole point is to make it seem like we're not. Okay? That's the point. It, 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 it's all practice. So, so here's the scoop. It's a busy time. Uh, I, I think that um, the events uh, over the last three weeks to the last month leading up to this really divisive uh, political time it made it really hard to practice the way we want to practice. And that, even though I try to put up a firewall between everything I do and that, it seems increasingly impossible. So I look forward to these podcasts so that I don't have to talk about it, and here I am talking about it again. So that's what's going well, on with me. I can tell you, it, 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 but, you know, even I don't have a single patient that hasn't raised an issue that's been in the news that's caused an emotional stir. I mean, it's just, it's like, it's, 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 it's everywhere. I mean, you can't, I, I can't escape it. I try. I mean, yeah. I, I escape it when I play music. I, mean, think, I, I escaped it on Sunday because I had a, yeah, I had a, I had a guitarist music. come over. Well, but think about it. We, was, we won the World Series. We won the, the World Series. I know, and I know. we're not, like, there was barely coverage. It was covered, but not like it's been in the past. So, if anything, I think before we get into today's topic, we should remind folks that we can, and not only can we, but we really need to take a break from this news we from do. time to time because it's bad. Yeah. It hurts us. We should appreciate a World Series one when we get it. It's fun. It is. Um, so, I think that allows us to sort of talk about today's topic, which is things that actually a lot of folks find an awful lot of fun, but there's been some increasing health concern around, and that's... Um, time with video games. So fill me in. What, what did you have in mind? So, so what I was thinking is that, you know, I can't tell you how many parents have come in asking me questions about how much time should my kid or young adult be playing games. And, um, uh, it, 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 you know, and I guess well, we can get to some answers about that, but, but what's, what they've done in, in the World Health Organization has done in Europe is they... Well, wait, no, the World Health Organization is not just Europe. It's the World, it's the Health, World Organization. Health Organization. They just happen to be based in Europe. Yeah, they happen to be based in Geneva. But they have representatives from almost every nation on the planet. They do, including the United, United States. States. Right. So it's not, it's not you're right. Um, but they produce um, 
the International Classification of Diseases, and the latest one is 11, which includes... You mean it's the 11th edition? It's the 11th edition. edition the 11th right. edition. So every number of years, they'll come up with a, uh, with a new edition. And and so this is called the ICD-11. ICD-11, and we will be using that for our own diagnostic coding and for services. And reimbursement. And reimbursement, that's yeah. right. Because um, you can't get reimbursed unless so you have a diagnosis. Right. And the new diagnosis is called gaming disorder. So so just to sum that up and to make sure I understand you right, and you know we both have read the pieces about it, the World Health Organization looked around the world, saw that there were a number of people, primarily uh, kids and young adults, who were spending increasing amounts of time engaging in both internet and non-internet video games and were having a very difficult time stopping. And when they were asked to stop, experienced significant distress, and they thought to themselves, this looks an awful lot like an addiction, so we're going to call it that. We're going to call it a dependency. Well, actually, they they use a number of criteria uh, that's very much uh, allied with with our concept of addiction. So, for example, you you build tolerance to it. So, in other words, tolerance means, you know, the the more you play, the more you... um, the less it feels like you've played. The less it you feels need like more play you time need more to get that same to buzz. Get that same that you buzz. Get. Exactly. Right. So the same thing that happens when you develop tolerance to a to a drug of abuse. Right. Okay. And withdrawal. So uh, you know, So if you don't play, what happens? But if you you feel this incredible desire or compulsion to kind of get back to that game and you'll you'll give up other things if you need to to kind of get to it. So, so you will sacrifice certain things that were previously important to you, like friendships, employment, jobs, driving, in order to pursue more time and, with the game. And those are criteria. The other thing that makes it uh, uh, close to an addiction is that you'll often um, lie or misrepresent how much time you're playing. So if, if your parent... Or, or you your might pr- not even be aware. Well, you might, you might, you might s- not. think that you've done two hours and you've done 12 you might like literally time collapses in the same way that it does for people who are doing drugs of abuse yeah. or for people who engage in other behavioral addictions like gambling. And and uh, part of the other criteria is making excuses. So if, if you miss an opportunity, if you miss something, you'll you, you won't say, "Well, I was, you know, okay, so playing like I'm not, I was I was drinking or I was whatever." You 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 will you will uh, make excuses for, for I could not get off the computer because I was about to kill that final thing in Call of Duty and if <laughs> I didn't kill it, it I'd have to fight it all over again and it just isn't worth my time. Right. I mean, people are people are hiring tutors for video games. I mean, that's and and there's actually some money to be made playing well, video people, games. Well, people people like like like, you know, I I have a patient who's a 20 some year old who actually is at the, one of the highest levels of one of these multiplayer games, internet games, and he, uh, among others, actually can make subscribers. Yeah, and he's making money. Making money. And he makes money from people watching him online And play. the pros, the pros do in, in, right. in, in the professional so, so, but games. Let's just take a step back, because that's a really interesting statement you just said, the pros. So there are professional yeah. video game players? Yes, there are okay. professional and So, for example, for example the one, the, one of them that I'm familiar with, which... League of, Le- League of Legends. So League of Legends has teams. Yeah, it's the most profitable one. Five teams yep. and, and uh, five members of a team. Yep. And they play competitively online and yep. they play at tournaments competitively. Yep. The last one was midnight last week. There's only 10 of them, 10 official teams in the United States. There are many more around the world. They are profit, they are money making uh, enterprises. Um, as is the uh, the vendor that produces okay, them. Okay, so hold, hold up. Um, I'm not meaning to push back. I'm just, you just mentioned in the United States. But we didn't, as a nation, 
our our substance abuse administration, our diagnostic and, and statistical manual, we did not endorse this as no. a, as a disorder. Why not? Well, the American Psychiatric Association has its own diagnostic and statistic manual of mental disorders, the DSM five, and it did not include gaming disorder. But why not? Or internet addiction. Because it felt that it needed further study because there was not enough research on it. And in fact, one of the reasons was um, that the research that has been done, so for example, there was, a, there was an article in the American Journal of Psychiatry that looked at you know, a large number of you know, late adolescent young adults, 18 to 24-year-olds, yeah. uh, playing all over, the, well, in five or six different countries around the world, and they found that that the um, these were internet games. These were in internet, this study. These were internet. These games. weren't video games. These were. These were. They could have been, but they were yeah. all by definition games that you can log onto online. Right. You didn't need a console. It wasn't an Xbox. It w- anything like that. And and or a PlayStation. only on, uh, only one to three percent of that group of twenty five thousand or so met the criteria that the World Health Organization uh, had. But wait, wait a minute. Is that a reason not to call something a disorder? I mean, if only 1% to 3% suffer from something well, that's, you know, uh, reproducible, it sounds valid to me. Well, it just sounds rare. Well, actually, you're, you're right. I mean, there are many illnesses that only have a, you know, 1%. Tiny, percent tiny percentage, yeah. Like, yeah, there are many, and, and many of them are far less than 1%. But so they th- cause an awful lot of suffering. And interestingly, but even within that 1% to 3% who met the criteria, it didn't, it didn't, definitively cause what we have to consider a disorder. In other words, it was not, if you didn't play, it didn't cause distress, and it didn't interfere with your occupational, social, or recreational life in any way. So they, so what, what the American Psychiatric Association said, well, look, the incidence is low, but you're right. There are many disorders that have very low incidences. But to be a real disorder, it has to somehow mess up your life. Okay, wait, uh, hold on. I'm just going to push back again. Gambling addiction, which is an acknowledged syndrome. Um, people who are in the midst of gambling dependency before it has ruined their life love it, say they love it. In fact, that's part of the criteria. Well, um, so do cocaine addicts. Right, right. So and before it messes up their lives. Right, so, so before, you, you can't say, well, they're happy, therefore it can't be a disorder. I mean, that, that doesn't work. I mean, it works for depression, but it doesn't work for addictive behavior, right? Because the very definition is it changes your brain chemistry so, such that you're happy so from the activity. Exactly. So, for example, to, to further go to the side that you're arguing, functional alcoholics, people that drink all day long and into the evening and are able to be, you know, competent parents, workers, you know, uh, members of the family, members of their spiritual communities, whatever... They um and they do have an addiction because if they did stop, which they don't, they would go okay. through withdrawal. But it doesn't affect their lives during the time that they're actually using it until they hit what's okay. Okay, rock so, so so let's cut to the chase then. We 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 could talk all day about theory, but we're clinicians. We have a trade, right? Yeah. Like parents come to us, they don't want to know like the philosophical underpinnings for how you define no. addiction. They want to know, know what to do. They want to know what to do, and they so, want to know when to worry. Right. Right. So. Parent comes to you, let's say, and says, uh, "Look, the the new um, uh, Red Dead Redemption, cool Western game, the new one, Red Dead Redemption Two. Took a while for it to come out. Just just came out. My kid has been playing that for the last twelve hours. That's all they did this weekend was play this game for the last twelve hours, and that's what they can't wait to do in right. tomorrow. Is this okay?" And you know the answer to that, and it's kind of like it's kind of like the problem with all of these diagnoses. 
it depends on how it affects your life and how it affects your kid. So let's say this kid is um, uh, an honor roll student, is the captain of the football team, is um, uh, is is uh, has you know, community service, spends time with the family, other than those twelve hours. But so what's so wrong? So what I would say to the parent is. To know how much of this is going to be a problem, it doesn't mm-hmm. matter whether the kid meets a diagnostic criteria or not. Yep. It matters how helpful is it for his development. How old? First of all, I want to know the age of this kid. I want to know if he still maintains friends. Fourteen want, years old. So 14, male, multiple friends, um, B student, plays one sport, but has recently decided that he's not going to do his usual spring sport because he would rather stay in and play video games because he sees that people can go pro with this? I would say, you know, it's a matter of watch and wait. I mean, how much does he give up? If He's giving up a sport. Well, you don't have to play three sports. Is he giving up friends? Is he giving up academics? Is he giving up prospects of going so, to so, college. So what you know, you're saying is, why make this something different? That we already know how to s- make these assessments. We, there's nothing unique about a video game. It's the same assessment we would make for anybody who's doing too much of anything. If a kid stays in their room all day and reads as a means of sort of not engaging with the world, even if they're reading Dostoevsky, we might say, you know what? we got to get this kid out of his room. we got a problem. we yeah. got a problem. Yeah, so so I think that's the point that, that you and I agree on on this. Um, it's whether or not we decide to call this dependency, and there are certainly brain studies that show that it looks awfully similar to things like gambling addiction or substance abuse addiction, right. for that for that matter. It lights up certain parts of the brain right. that really kind of give you a charge. But there are plenty of things that light up that part exactly. of the brain that we're cool with. Reading stories lights right. up that part right. of the brain. Right. Movies light up that part of the brain. We're not prepared to say just because the part of the brain that feels good lights up, that means there's something wrong. If anything, that would be a particularly So if a kid sat down stance. once a week and read Dostoevsky all day long and said, you know, this is my reading day, and built that into his schedule and yep. built that into his life and then maybe wrote an essay about it in English class, you know, no, I don't think parents would, would think that that's such a big problem because it's not the number of hours. It's the frequency. It's the, it's the, it's, it's the, it's the duration. It's how it affects everything okay, else. Okay, so, so cards on the table. Yeah. Have you played a video game? I've played, you know, I, I played Nintendo. I, I, do, I do not play video games. I played Nintendo a few times with my kid. That's, that's a console. That's not a game. <laughs> I know. Like, what game? I played Mario you, Kart. You played? Okay, okay. So, um, so <laughs> I mean, that's it. And I, lo- I lose terribly. Yeah, yeah. I can't work the damn console. My, so, my, my, so, son, my son loved playing with me. Right. So the reason I bring this up, I remember, like, beating the poop out of my dad on Atari, which is like an ancient device yeah. now. But the no, I'm not I, a video game player. Right, so there, that's why I bring this up. I'm not a game it, player. There's a, there's a bit of irony from um, two kind of middle-aged white guys talking about uh, Thank industry. Thank you for calling me middle-aged. Y- well, you're very <laughs> welcome. Thank you for accepting that I might be. Um, talking about an industry that actually doesn't cater to us at all. Right. Gambling might cater to us. Cocaine might t- cater to us. I hope it doesn't, but it might. But video games, actually, we're not the target here. So it's an interesting thing for us to be offering commentary in the absence of having experienced it and even being able to understand it. So what I've tried to do is actually, you know, you can go online, you can watch folks play games. I've consulted on some video games. They're really fun. The storytelling's amazing. And increasingly, games are getting away from just the action, just the first-person shooting or or an adventure, to actually making uh, decisions that have real uh, repercussions. Yeah. That's cool. And and not only that, but with, with that one uh, particular patient of mine who was very much invested in, in becoming a pro, 
um, I asked him if if he was doing instruction whether he would consider actually taping himself uh, and 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 learning and learning a method of education because if 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 there are people out there that really want to know the subtleties of the strategy the nuances you choose your own players you choose your you choose your 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 style of in this case warfare um, how can he help others kind of like think clearly about what they're doing and have commentary on his own play, which actually is fairly rare. Uh, so I was, I was basically, you know, fairly, I, I, it's not rare at all. Are you kidding? I mean, if you go online, there's zillions of kids talking online about their strategy and other kids. That's how kids make their money playing. It's not by playing, but it's, it's by, by getting commentary. ad revenue on YouTube from other people watching them play. In yeah. fact, there's whole sites devoted to watching people play games. So it might be rare for this kid, but this is this is like the way kids learn. It gets to this concept of gamification, which is, you know, old school games, board games. You read the rules and you play. Video games, you actually learn the rules by playing which is a really different approach. And a lot of folks have pointed out that that approach is a pretty good approach to life. You actually don't know the rules of life until you get out there and play it. So the irony here is that you're in all day playing a video game. You're not actually experiencing life, but you're actually well, well, doing it's, the it's, things it's, that force you. Well, it's interesting because when we did that, we did a study here at MGH of uh, about uh, 1,250 middle school kids and about what they, we all we want to know is what they played and how long they played it. It and 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 uh, one of my mentors, Chet Pierce, who um, passed away the last few years, um, uh, who played um, uh, football for Harvard. First, I think first African American football yeah. player for Harvard. Yeah, he was and on Chet Robert said, Kennedy's and Chet, and I, I asked Chet if he would kind of comment on what we were studying, and he said, you know, what I'm really worried about is, are they going to be playing these these sports games and not play the sport themselves? And that's a real worry. So we checked. And what happened was, was they actually were playing Madden football and various sports like that, but they were going out and trying to simulate those moves that they did online. Which is, which is, I know we have in to the wrap real up. world. That's way cool, but of course that can't help but disturb some fear because it's fine if they practice Madden football. It's not fine if they practice um, game of, you know, or it's a war game, right? A first-person <laughs> shooter game. Like it's obviously not fine. But, but there's we, no, but there's no evidence. That's so what shooter I game. Say. There's no evidence in the world right now that the shooter games create violent behavior in real life. Except there's a, maybe a small percentage of kids who are aggressive to begin with. Who may it may stir them up, and, and there's but parents and know those kids. There's also a latency effect, or not latency age effect, but there's a latent effect. If you um, play uh, like Grand Theft Auto, for example, after you play, you're likely to drive guys, especially a little bit more recklessly, right. for about a half an hour to an hour after you play, and that's been replicated multiple right. times. So one of the things we could talk about is sort of game hygiene, like after you play a video game, don't take a break. Yeah. Yeah. No, seriously. No, like no, no. I think we actually have to come up with these things. This Look, is back in the technology. old days, after yeah. you came out of the Three Stooges movie to show my age, people would kind of like act like poke each other in the eyes. Yeah. Yeah, hit, yeah. They wouldn't hit each other over the head with a frying pan, but they would do stupid things, you know, or after, you know, an Austin Powers movie or after whatever kind of movie. There's a certain kind of imitative behavior that occurs after, you know, kids will watch a, a film or a cartoon. Well, that's what Jackass is all about. Exactly. That's, yeah. And you want to basically say, that's what they say. Don't do this. Okay, so I agree with you. So let's um, since we have to wrap up, we're not we're not sure that this meets the criteria for an addiction, but we're not sure that it doesn't either. And we're probably in agreement with the WHO and the APA. Right. It needs to be studied. It needs to be studied, and and that's and and, and as you know, as you always say, you know, we always need more research 
on, on this kind of stuff. Because this, this digital world we're living in has very, very little and not very great research in most areas. Yeah. So, so we do need, I think, to really put our whole spectrum of digital media, whether it's gaming or texting or you know Instagram or Snapchat, whatever it is, we've got to study it because if we don't really understand the implications of digital media for the growth and development of our kids and for us as adults we're going to be in, in trouble because yeah. it's here and it's here to stay. And it, and it affects us. So, so that brings me to the, as we wrap up here, one of the things I would love for us to start doing at the end of these podcasts, uh, this is a fun discussion, by the way. This is a good time. <laughs> um, what are the things in the news today that you find, like all the news, doesn't have to be political, but you find most on your mind in terms of the way it might affect kids? Every day long, all day long, every day we deal with you know, kids. You know, the first thing that popped in my head, and I know that this people say this over and over again, is the hate speech, the vitriolic speech that has come from the highest levels of government and that has... And is spreading around the world. And is spreading around the world. Brazil, Austria, Hungary, uh, it's like the Philippines, Turkey. Just just to to, to show my age, I remember the days where I would watch uh, William F. Buckley Jr., a guy whose politics I did not necessarily like very much, you know, debating Gorbidal. Yeah, and, and you Famous know something, debate. but but those debates, as 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 powerful as they were, were civilized. And I was just imp- so impressed with how Buckley could kind of make his points. You yep. know, and it reminds me of like of like you know, Scalia and and Ruth Bader Ginsburg being they're pals. pals. Yep. Pa- they were pals, and they would have discussions. They would go to the opera together, and they were on very opposite sides of the fence in terms of how they interpreted the Constitution. But at least they could. George it. W. Bush and Bill Clinton Absolutely. hang out together all the time. Yeah, and and they have very different okay. political. Okay, so views. to wrap up, I got to tell you my favorite um, William F. Buckley story. My college roommate became enamored of this. Is going to sound like such a dorky <laughs> thing. The Summa Theologica, which is this great uh, piece of work that um, Sir Th- Saint Thomas Aquinas wrote, but he couldn't purchase it. He wanted to purchase it in the Latin. He was a classics major, so he was reading an article in a newspaper about how William F. Buckley had spent like. $20,000 on wine for his trip through the Mediterranean. <laughs> so he literally sat down at his typewriter before computers and typed a letter to Buckley and said, hey, I want to buy this work, you know, this great work for me would be the equivalent of my life savings. For you would be like half a crate of good but not great wine. Would you be willing to go in halves with this on me? And about a month later, he got a letter back with a check for thousands of dollars and said, you know, dear sir, I appreciate you wanting to read this. You may keep this at your residence and should I need to consult it, I will call upon you. Wow. And he still has it. Wow. So Buckley had class. He, and he that's had a what lot we're of class. Yeah. yeah. So, so, so with that. Anyway, everybody, um, um, thanks for listening. If you have any comments or questions or want to contribute to the Clay Center in any way, shape, or form, uh, just, you know, give us a buzz, and uh, we'll be happy to, to answer, answer you. Thanks so much. Y'all take care.